John, we've been talking. Uh, I'm sorry, John Hockenberry here with Lynn Scherr, sitting in for Celeste Headley all week. But Good morning, you, Lynn. You knew that out there, yes, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. We're going to start by looking once again at the page that's being turned in the conflict in Iraq. The indeed, drawdown. yeah. Well, we've been talking about it all week, and uh, 13,000 troops coming home this month alone as part of the drawdown. That means. Uh, when you do the math, and one of our clever producers here has done the math, that is the equivalent of one 747 hmm. plane full of service people a day. And for each one of those soldiers, there's a whole new experience of coming home and what Indeed. that's like. Well, there's two, there's two sides to the yep. drawdown. One is we're leaving Iraq, and the other is coming home Indeed. to America. So what does that do to the men and women who are returning stateside? What are the changes in their faces, and in, indeed in the face of the entire uh, U.S. military from this seven-year-long war? Exactly. And as these troops land stateside and get their bearings, we want to hear some of their individual stories. And today we've got two veterans joining us. Public Affairs Specialist Naveed Ali Shah came home a month ago. Marine Staff Sergeant John Jones returned from Iraq almost five years ago. Thanks to both of you for your service and for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, John Jones, Sergeant Jones, let's start with you. You were in Iraq for two tours. Uh, You're back. What are you most proud of? Uh, What am I most proud of? I'm most proud that uh, all of my guys came home alive. You know, that's what I'm most proud of. Um, You uh, commanded uh, how many many, uh, soldiers? 64 Marines. 64 Marines. And you are proud of the fact that you brought everyone home, but you didn't come home with everything you left with. Yeah, I know. Well, the the CEO he he said, you know what, we uh, we made it back with everybody, but we lost a couple of pairs of MVGs and a couple of legs, and that's about it. So, you know, we joke about it, but uh, at least I'm still alive. Well, good for you. What what an extraordinary attitude, Navid. Uh, you were in Iraq for a year. You were not out. Um, uh, out on on sorties, you were doing something very different, right? Yes, ma'am. I was a public affairs specialist, so my job was to tell the story of the uh, soldiers in Iraq and their mission. When you think back to the week before you left, tell me what's changed. Wow, well, um, to the week before I left to now, uh, a lot has changed. I think I've, that year in Iraq has changed me as a person to... Uh, you know, I've gained a lot of experience, and I've seen a lot of a lot of stuff that most people my age probably have not seen. For instance, uh, just well, the uh, the other soldiers I was deployed with, they you know truly showed me what uh, we were capable of as human beings. Like they'd be able to pull together and show the strength through the adversity of, uh, you know, the difficulty of being away from your family every day for a year and still be able to accomplish a mission every day just to get the job done to, uh, you know, make sure that Iraq is on track for a better future. Naveed, let me ask you another question. You were in Iraq for a year. You woke up every morning. You put on a uniform. Tell me what happens now. You're back in um, in the Washington, D.C. area. What happens when you wake up every morning? Hey, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I, the first thing I did when I woke up every morning in Iraq was reach over for my weapon, and basically it was with me all day wherever I went. And so now, even though I'm back, I've been back for about a month, I, sometimes I still catch myself waking up in the morning and reaching over for my weapon, and it's not there anymore, of course, and neither is my uniform. And so I feel a little bit lost sometimes without my uniform, my weapon, just... Uh, you know, going about my day yes. as a civilian. 
Staff Sergeant John Jones, when you wake up in the morning, do you grab a wheelchair, a prosthetic, uh, first thing before you get out of bed? Uh, well, the first thing, yeah, I, I jump out of bed and go to the wheelchair. Um, but, um, you know, so it's a little bit different uh, in that that instance. But if I'm traveling or whatever, then, yeah, first thing I have to do is try to grab my legs because otherwise it doesn't work out too well for me. And again, Lynn commented on on your attitude going forward. I mean, but this is early going in in a lifelong event, uh, the loss of of your legs. In some ways, the Army is changed, uh, and the military in the U.S. is changed permanently by this seven-year-old war. Um, How would you characterize uh, the changes in the faces of uh, the people coming home who now constitute uh, the the U.S. military? Um, Jeez. Uh, well, the one thing is that it's uh, the, for us as military service members, we uh, volunteer to do this. Uh, we didn't uh, get told to do it, you know, so we volunteer for it. We volunteer to go with our friends uh, to a foreign land and take care of the mission that needs to be taken care of at hand. And I believe that uh, the American people, if, if they want to, uh, don't judge the soldier, judge, uh, you know, uh, the administration, if they want to, if that's what they want to do, then that's fine. But uh, we we do it for for each other and for our country. Staff Sergeant, do you judge the administration? No, I don't, because you know what? Whenever you are enlisted and you uh, volunteer, you don't have that right to uh, judge the administration, or you don't uh, because it's just not your place. Navid Ali Shah. Um you came home to find your life changed quite a bit over here, right? Your your marriage is breaking up right now? Yes, ma'am. After a year in Iraq, came home, and uh, my wife and I, after being married for three years, actually this July, we were married for three years, we decided that we would, uh, a separation would be the best course of action right now. So that's another tough thing for you to be facing. Yeah, it's very difficult, uh, you know very difficult even more to face it while you're over there when you're when things are happening when you're in Iraq it's like your life is on fast forward and then you come home and someone just threw you in the middle of it and uh, it's very difficult to deal with when you get back what are you doing to move forward right now I'm just focusing on getting back into college uh, and finding a job here in Virginia so I can you know continue just to provide for my life and provide for my son so that uh, you know, do better in the future. How old is your son? Uh, he just turned two in June. Oh boy. Well, and and um, uh, and John Jones, you've got some kids as well. Yes, I have three. You're and you're spending a lot more time with them now, I gather. Oh, they almost definitely. I mean, if uh, you, you know, you come across situations that uh, you know, coming back from Iraq uh, or Afghanistan, and you tend to uh, hold on to life a little bit more. Uh, it tends to be a, uh, you know, you don't care what, what happens because your family is, is the ones that uh, you have to focus on and, um, you know, take care of because, you know, the, the service will leave you, okay. but, the, uh, but, but the family and your, your children won't. Marine Staff Sergeant John Jones, Navid Ali Shah, thank you both. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. 
I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here and maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts.